Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's fresh episode of Twist, The Way I See Things, focuses in on the necessary table fellowship that we have with him and with each other. And the entire point of it is that our eyes might be opened and we might know him. It's going to have everything to do with the responsibility that we are gladly willing to take on to be an open door for God into this hour of history. So listen to the details of this episode, and I pray that it encourages you. And I pray that you will share Tent Talk with others uh, so that we can uh, increase the audience and be able to get the message out. So if you would help us in that, we would greatly appreciate it. Share it, recommend it, like it, subscribe. All of these things that we do, but the point of it is to get the message out and to be able to connect with others as we all walk together in this breed of fellowship here under the big tent of God's presence. Love you all. Thanks for listening today. I want to just mention today what it means to refute every argument and vain and proud thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So this is a part of the twist series, The Way I See Things. It's important to remember that we see with the mind of Christ as much as we think with the mind of Christ. Uh, I certainly hope that you are not continuing to identify with the mind of the flesh because the scripture says in Romans 8, it says that the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. And it's not just that it won't submit to God, it can't by its very nature. So we're not trying to renew the mind of the flesh I mean, you can flip from negative thinking to positive thinking, but that's not the same as the mind of Christ. So the mind of the flesh is opposed to God in every way. That's why the Word tells us uh, in Second uh, Corinthians ten three through 5 that there are certain thoughts that we must literally take captive to the obedience of Christ, which for me, that would mean to the death, because the obedience of Jesus was to the death. And we take these thoughts captive. Which ones? Well, the ones that exalt themselves above the knowing of God. They continue to say something different than God. And this word that's there, um, it says, inasmuch as we refute, right? So maybe later I'll talk about what it means, inasmuch as. But right now, this word refute, it means to prove wrong with evidence. Now, I'm trusting in this twist, <laughs> this summer short burst of wisdom. <laughs> 
this is like everything all rolled into one, is that we understand that when lies about God come, whether that lie is God does not love me, or you flip it to the positive side and God helps those who help themselves, all of these kinds of things, um, that we understand that when the lies come, shooting out like fiery darts from the mind of the flesh to exalt themselves above the mind of Christ, which is in your spirit, it's your mind now. I mean, you talk about an inheritance is to find out that you have the mind of Christ. That's now your functioning mind as to how you will see things, as to how you will think. To bring renewing and the proof of our transformation into the soul, we must know this is, this is the weapon, right? It talks about this in the scripture. It says, arm yourself with this same thought and purpose as Jesus. Okay, so let me, let me stay on track here. So refute means to prove wrong with evidence. My friends, do you have evidence that when the lie comes, do you have evidence of, of actually knowing the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit? I mean, how totally ridiculous is it when you have real evidence, because you have real intimate knowledge of Him, you interact with Him, you know Him. He's made Himself known to you in spirit. He's made Himself known to you in the Word of God. He has made Himself known in the cross of Jesus Christ. When the lie shows up, I'm not just trying to pull out my flashcard, you know, my index card that has my written scripture on it and somehow have some rote memorized scripture. I have evidence that it's a bald-faced lie right, that God does not love me. I can prove it wrong with evidence. I am one convinced person. And when those lies would dare to come upon the territory of God himself, like I've been bought with a prize, and those things come, I don't want to whimper about, I, I mean, I might be crying, I might feel weak, but I am not whimpering around as one who is confused about whether or not God loves me or or what his truth is. I'm not saying I know all truth, but I'm saying up to this point, up to this day, the truth that he himself has revealed to me and made real and paid a price so that I could actually be one with him, I am not going to fight some sad, pitiful fight, right? We're in the fight of faith. Uh, the scripture tells us in Timothy, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now as to which Timothy, first or second, but it says that we conduct the good and handsome warfare with the prophetic utterances that God has spoken over our lives. My friends, I want you to be able to refute every lie about the character of God, about who God is. I want you to be able to refute and prove those things wrong with absolute evidence because you know him. You know the truth because he's made it real to you. That you're not just boxing the air. You're not just swinging wild. You're not just hoping these things are true, but that because you know him, when the enemy comes to lie about the character of your father, 
to lie about the intentions and full and finished work of Jesus, to lie about the fact that you're alone as though Holy Spirit does not literally live inside of you, to be everything to you and to make everything real in you from the Father and Son, that you would be able to rise up uh, with a jealousy, according to James 4, 5, a jealousy that says, devil, you're not going to come here on the blood-bought territory of my life inside of me and come talking trash about my father. You back up, devil, in the name of Jesus. I'm refuting every argument and lofty, proud thing with evidence. I know my father, and I know who he is. And then you inform, right, all of hell, right, and all of earth, (laughs) and heaven loves it, I assure you, is that I am a jealous son. I know my father. I know him personally. Listen, I have the marks to bear that I belong to him because of his very powerful redemption and his redeeming discipline and training of me as a son, not as some poor sinner, but as a son who I might have entangled myself in some sin. But my father dealt with me as with a son, and I came into agreement with him, and he delivered me out. And I no longer go that way. I'm no longer confused that those things will be of comfort to me. I no longer feel pitiful about what it's meant to serve the Lord. And look how long I've been with him, and what do I have to show for it? Oh, Jesus, do you not have to show for it, the depth of your intimacy with him, your life with him. I mean, what was all that service for anyway? It's for him. It wasn't to garner things for you. It wasn't to be a gain to you, right? To win friends and influence, you know, enemies, <laughs> right? Right? See, now come on, stay with me in this twist. The way I see things, I pray it will be as you go into the word, it will be the way you see things because with the mind of Christ, he brings us into agreement with him. We start to see things as they actually are. This word refute, we refute these things that would come and exalt themselves above the knowledge of our father. You see, nobody else can fight that fight for you. Nobody else can crawl inside of you and fight the true fight of faith for you. What do you know of him? What have you experienced with him? What has he made real inside of you? When the lie comes to say he doesn't care, what's it all about, whatever it may be. Do you have evidence? I mean living, breathing evidence to prove every proud and lofty thing that is exalting itself over the knowledge of God. Do you have evidence? I want you to. I want you to have evidence and that we prove these things wrong and that we live as jealous sons. He has been jealous for us, and I pray that we will return the favor, if I may say it that way, to him and be jealous for him. 
no one will come talking to me about my father and me leave those thoughts unaddressed. You're not going to come here and fly those things by me and me not say something in the proper way. Now, I'm not talking about having long conversations with hell. I'm not talking about, you know, being a swashbuckling, you know, spiritual, uh, you know, superhero. I'm talking about inside your private world, what are you allowing to go unaddressed, uncrucified, unjudged as an absolute outright lie about the character of the Father? You see, all that, all that you know, mental warfare and the renewing of the mind and all that, ultimately, those, those lies are not about you. When, when the enemy comes to say nobody loves you and you think that's an attack on you, no, it's not. That's an attack on God. In the DNA of every lie is an attack on God. It has been from the beginning and it always will be. We get confused when we make ourselves so important that we think this thought, nobody loves you, is about me. No, what that is is, a, is, a, is an attempt to defame the Father. Because, oh, someone has loved me since before the foundations of the world. I've been wanted and loved every day of my life in the eternal realm. Now, down here in the natural realm, I mean, it could have been hell from daylight to dark. But I am going to decide, and I'm encouraging you to decide, I'm going to live by what's true in the eternal realm, because that's the realm that will last forever. That's the one that is actually real and true. And then I make certain that by the faith he's given me, I'm bringing that truth of the eternal realm, the truth of God himself into this natural realm and into my own being. So I want you to be encouraged today. This is going to be a huge part of the fight of faith that comes. The fight of faith is the fight of who shall I believe, who will I trust, and who will I depend upon. Hmm? And so, there you have it. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the next episode we'll talk about in as much as we right, to the measure that we refute these things. Then we demolish strongholds. Hmm? To what measure? Oops, don't let me start the next episode. Okay. <laughs> let me stop here. All right. I love you all. I hope you've enjoyed this fresh episode of Twist, The Way I See Things. I pray it's the way we will all see things because we share in the mind of Christ. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.